Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, life after breaking through glass ceilings a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world. Join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Well, hey there, and welcome back to this episode. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I just want to first say thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your busy day. I get so many emails and texts and instant messages from people that are doing all kinds of crazy stuff while they're listening to this podcast. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and remind you, please follow us if you've not already done that. And when we're finished, and I'll remind you again, please scroll down, give us a great five-star rating, and let us know what you think about our guests. So with that said, I would like to introduce our guest today, Dr. Trevita, right? Did I pronounce that right, Dr. Alok? Trevetti. Trevedia. Trevedia. Trevetti is a media personality and author of Chasing Success, Lessons in Aligned Performance, and has been featured on CBS, NBC, Fox News, Shape Magazine, and Global News, to name a few. In the past 12 months, he's been in front of over 100 million people worldwide, helping them navigate their psychology and mindset through challenging and stressful times. And boy, are they. Uh, he's built one of the largest healthcare clinics in the country. And for 27 years, he's been studying the science of success, fulfillment, and human behavior. He's an expert in rewiring people's brains to turn stress into success. He's a sought out, um, sought out by entrepreneurs and C-suite executives to rewire their brains to get to the root of the challenges and causes that transform money uh, to transform money, business, and life. Clients include FDIC, Berkshire Hathaway with the real estate company, WNBA stars, professional golfers, Olympic tennis champions, which you probably know another friend of mine too, Dave Austin. He does, he does a lot of uh, athletes and Olympic champions, corporate yeah. executives, and many yeah. more. Recently, one of his clients has uh, had had a record-breaking 152% growth in the last six months and all months, and all his entrepreneurial clients have had a record base, uh, record ba- record business months during the pandemic. So, welcome to the show. We have this is I think this is third time is a charm. <laughs> we have had busy schedules and yeah. have had to reschedule <laughs> over lovely. and over and over again. It's crazy stuff. Um, but I want to just get started with, um, you know, why Why did you go, you know, if you have health clinics and things like that, where did all this start? And how did you transform yourself into, you know, as a doctor helping, I just want to figure out what your health specialty is. And then how did that transform into helping businesses break through, you know, their rewiring? It's a great question. And it's truly like, I started in the world of being a chiropractor. I used to be a physical therapist and I became a chiropractor. 
And then I kept on asking my questions, what controls the body, right? It's from muscle. I said, okay, what controls that? It was nerves. And when I said, what controls nerves? I realized it was thinking. And so then I went on and I studied, I didn't get, you know, I would study neuroscience, neurobiology, interpersonal neurobiology, neurochemistry. And I just, I was a constant student to this day. I'm still a constant student three to four hours a day, but I was in practice and I was, you know, I learned about business and I, and I had a patient one time come in. He says to me, his back started to hurt. And I said, okay, when's your back start hurting? He said, last night. And I looked at his chart and he would come in every, every month for the last six months and his back would hurt. And I said, why does your back hurt every, every month on the third of the month? He said, well, I don't know, doc. You tell me. I said, I have no clue. What'd you do last night? When did it start? And he says, well, look, he said, I don't know. It started last night. I said, what were you doing? He said, nothing, nothing different. I said, when specifically did it start? He said, I don't know. It's probably, probably when I was arguing with, with the missus. And I said, what were you arguing about? And he's like, the same old thing we do every single month, money. Right. The mortgage payment is due on the fifth and we can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, that was coming. yeah, all right. So today I'm not going to. And so today I said, I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to do anything with your spine. I'm just going to ask you some questions and I'm going to start figuring that aspect of things. And he said, okay. So huh. I just started re asking questions. I didn't have a rewire process. I wasn't Dr. Rewire back then. I just kind of said, let me, let me think through this a little bit. And, uh, and I did. And his pain, like in 10 minutes was 80% better. Wow. And he said, wow. He goes, I, I feel better. I said, what is, how's that work? I said, I don't know. Comes in the next day. And I said, how do you feel? He goes, I'm like almost hundred percent better. He goes, but you didn't touch me. I, I said, I know. <laughs> and I said, he said, do I still have to pay you? I said, of course. Yes, of <laughs> course said, you do. Works. More money problems. <laughs> right. I'm like, you gotta be in fair exchange here. You gotta be balanced. And he said, so, but I didn't see him for six months. And I said, what happened? I said, I didn't hear from you. And he says, he goes, you know, he goes, my back pain went away. He goes, and then we stopped, stopped arguing about money and we stopped more money showed up because it was just really weird. And I knew I was onto something. And then I started developing the process. And I started working with more patients. And then all of a sudden, every client I'd have, they'd say that their health problems, and then I'd go back and there was a financial component. I go back to their health problems and there's a financial component. Always. I realized that as I fixed their body, their mind started to get better. And then their body started to get better and their money started showing up. And all of a sudden, I, they said, can you do this with other people in our businesses? And I said, sure. And so I started working with other businesses, then small businesses, and then it started to realize that business growth, and then it became a whole, our human body and our human psychology is built around understanding and how we develop and how, we, like, we can talk about business, but all business is made up of is people until, until the day comes when AI is running everything, which is not oh, today, boy. right? It's close, yeah. probably it seems, but it's scary. Yeah. But right now it's still people. And so if we have people in play, then it's all run by people and how we make decisions, how we think about them, they're all impacted by it. And your health is the number one thing that impacts how you make decisions, how you sleep, how you eat, how you all of that, but how you think affects your physiology yeah. and how you live on a day-to-day -day basis. So I consider myself an expert in entrepreneurial health and helping employees, CEOs, not only just perform better in their health, but actually make decisions and perform better in their world and business and money as well. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's very, very interesting. I think about my chiropractor and, you know, and what he does. And, you know, it was funny. I asked him one day, I go, who's your best client? You know, who's your ideal client? He goes, anybody with a back. I love that you are saying not anybody with a back, but anybody who has this stress and strain and, you know, so how, just a real curious question before I go to the next one, but how do you, um, you know, you're telling you're telling about the story of, you know, a patient that you had and you were adjusting his back and that was helping him. And, 
and then, you know, kind of having conversations with him, et cetera. What, how do you serve people if you're not adjusting their backs because you're serving everybody all over the world? So obviously you can't do that. So are you encouraging people to go to the chiropractor in tandem with what you're doing? Or have you sort of scooted away from that and said, look, let's just talk about your overall health. Because we know this phrase, everyone's heard this before, is we we um, sacrifice our health to create wealth. And then when we're wealthy, we spend our wealth to maintain our health, right? And you're saying, get rid of all that. Let's let's fix Perfect. this once and for all. So how do you do that? That piece of it, you know, on an international basis. And then I'll and then I'll ask you some other questions too. Yeah, I mean, it's the work that I've done is I've developed 98 different tools and rewind the brain to bring balance to the brain to help them from, you know, anything from loss of money, income loss, business loss, business dropping, multiple businesses. And, and so how do you navigate that? How do you navigate those challenges? And I've created what's called a neurocognitive behavioral process, right? It's a big, long, fancy word of saying <laughs> a series of questions and processes to be able to help rewire the brain to be able to bring balance to the brain. That's really what it is. And yeah. um, so I teach people all across the world to be able to do that for themselves. I teach them how to take charge of their own health and their own life. See, the thing is this, is that when I was a chiropractor, I'd be working on basically physical ailments. But today, I mean, I've had cases with people with diabetes and type 1 diabetes and lupus and scleroderma, things that are never supposed to go away on their own get better. And I mean, autoimmune disorders, digestive problems, Crohn's disease, these things all get better. But it's not that's not where I focus. I focus on performance. Yeah. Right. And people come to me because they want to perform better, not just because they want to get rid of pathology. Yeah. But how we think is 100% correlated to our physiologic pathology, our body inside that is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So they all work interconnected inside that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally believe that. And I, um, I find it very fascinating. You know, there's a lot of, I've actually had a few um, other people on my, my podcast. I have this, this one scientist, she came in for all women, you know, like the red tent, there's a book about the red tent and the whole story behind the red tent and, and how, you know, at certain times a month, you can be more successful for women <laughs> can be more successful at certain times a month. And there are certain times of the month where we shouldn't negotiate. And there are certain times when we shouldn't uh, present or be on stage or whatever there, you know, and it's it, the site, the science behind it is just enthralling. Um, the reason why is I was studying to be a cardiologist. Mm. So I love science right? and I love the science of the <laughs> science. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so let's talk. Um, I want to talk a little bit about. I, I mentioned one of your books, but I want to talk about um, Wired for Wealth because this is a you know a book that you're you're really mm -hmm. promoting on your website. Um, you know, I love your strategy of transformation. You've got you know three different cogs going there. Um, what? There you go. Wired for Wealth. <laughs> I hope I get one. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, Wired for Wealth. Yeah. Uh, tell it. Tell us a little bit about about that and what. Um, particularly now, I want to, I want to tie this. I want to tie this into not the pandemic, although it's funny because you wouldn't believe the people that all of a sudden have COVID as we're, we're recording this thing. I, I haven't heard of anybody have it in months and all of a sudden everybody's got it. But um, I, I want to figure out, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about some strategies perhaps that we could be using as we're listening to you. And obviously you have a free gift for my listeners to participate in, you know, 14 days of your your program and start rewiring sure. but but we are in a you know high high inflation um there, yes there's tons of jobs ready but available but it seems like people are just struggling financially we have the highest credit card debt out there the average um the average mm -hmm. car payment right now is around a thousand dollars that people are putting out of their pockets every month for cars which i can't believe but 
Um, so there's a there's a high level of stress going on. In fact, divorce rates have gone up again. Um, how how can someone who's listening to this start changing what they're hearing from the external, all this white noise, and and really just bring it in and say, okay, look, I I need to get my act together first so that I can reach the success that I have. And sometimes this is market driven as well. You know, sometimes there are, there are segments of the market that aren't doing well at all. What do we need to be doing? What are some of the first things we need to be doing? Stop listening to this, start doing that, improve this. What, what do we need to be doing? Um, I, I think it's a different answer. It's not that we need to do, it's who we need to be. Ah. And what I mean by that is this, is that we're, we've done a lot of things. We're, we're doing lots of things. We're continually doing things and doing things and doing things, but that's what's causing people to burn out. Right. That's what's causing people's adrenals to literally just go insane. And instead of doing more things, I think it's time that we start to actually take a step back and becoming who we ultimately really are. And I don't mean that from an ethereal standpoint. I don't mean that from a, you know, esoteric standpoint. What I mean by that is just present. Mm -hmm. And, and let me say a statement is that your net worth is hundred percent correlated to your self-worth mm -hmm. and your self-worth is determined by how much you actually truly truly love yourself what i mean by that is not again not like this romanticizing love not this infatuation love yeah a love for everything you've done in your life the goods the bads the rights the wrongs to be able to appreciate where you are now most people are stuck in what's called the amygdala brain where they're trying to live in the fear the irrationality the 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 parts of their life that are causing survival consciousness and so they're buying things to make themselves feel better they're buying things to spend more money to make themselves more worthy, feel and show the world here's who I am. And that leads them to worthiness, yeah. right? And uh, that's not real worth. That's so self-worth. Yeah. And instead, they, it's I think it's time that we take away those emotions. And I say, whatever you resent, you resist. And most people end up resenting themselves. They just don't admit it. They uh, resent where they are. They resent what they've done. They resent their past. Yeah. And you resist real wealth coming to you. So you may bring in money. Yeah. You may have, you may say, look, I'm making $10,000 a month, but you got nothing but to I show for 12. it. Or you may yeah. make $4,000 a month and yeah. you spent 12. So that's not real self. -worth. Real self-worth yeah. is where you get to appreciate and want to live a longer time. And you don't do things that are basically self-deprecating mm -hmm. in that capacity. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of that. But I think it's emotional management ultimately is what we have to really do to be able to be more of who we are. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because, um, you know, we, we, there's a lot of conversation around, you know, at least in this space, there's a lot of conversation about positive thinking, positive affirmations, um, you know, manifesting good things. And I don't think a lot of people really understand how to do that because, uh, you know, and, and I've heard several speakers say, you know, you can manifest it. If you think positive, you're going to manifest and I And I hear people going, so I'm just going to think that I'm going to make a million dollars. So I'm going to make a million dollars because I thought it, you know, let it be said, let it be done. Right. <laughs> but there's, there's the belief that's behind that. Like you said, there, the lack of anchoring into the belief that, um, that I am worthy of that, right? And and this gets back to gratitude. I think that that's really important. Um, and the reason why I did this on the video, for those of you watching video, I was doing the, this number, is that I see that a lot of people have binoculars on 
They're always looking for something, looking for the fix, the, the magic pill, the this thing, the, that, the best coach, the this program, the best book. You know, they're looking for things external rather than the internal that you're talking about doing and really diving deep down and saying, you know, hey, look what I have around me. I have four walls around me, if that's what you have, right? Um, I have a beautiful family. I have beautiful faith. I have food on the table. It's looking at those things and saying, you know, I am worthy of that. But how do you start that conversation with yourself other than, other than I just say superficially going, I'm worthy. You know, that's an affirmation, right? I'm worthy. I'm self-worth. I'm, I have value. But it means nothing if it falls on your own deaf ears. So how do you dig deeper? How do you do that? Allow me to take a step back, if that's okay, because you started a great point in conversation. Yeah. Positive thinking has led to more depression <laughs> in this country than ever before. Wow. The power of positive thinking led to more people being depressed than ever before. Positive thinking is the antithesis of how the body is designed to be. Because you're, those people who are trying to be positive all the time are the ones who are miserable, depressed, and suicidal thoughts. Because you're always trying to be positive, and it's not realistic. Yeah, it's, it's not the way that the brain is designed. The brain gotcha. is designed to be balanced. Yeah. And so people are, are trying to sit and this whole world of just, you know what? The law of attraction, I can just manifest it into my life. Most people don't realize if they if they go study physics, you have the law of attraction. That's right. A magnet does have attraction, but most people are living in the law of repulsion, but call, mm -hmm. thinking that they're, they're trying to attract. And they're saying these affirmations, which aren't, affirmations aren't going to bring anything to you because a belief is a story you tell yourself. It doesn't mean it's actually factual or objective. It's just a story, right? So a belief is not really even truly accurate because people used to say that to me all the time. I, I was speaking for years and I was struggling in my own life, Jen. And I, and I would sit and say, I'd be in stages with people and say, you know what? Like I'm struggling in my own business. And I'd go up on stage and say, hey, you know what? This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. And I go backstage and say, look, I need help to, to change my business, to change my financial world. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, you got to change your beliefs. You got to change your beliefs. And I said, oh, okay, great. Okay, cool. Um, question, how do I change my beliefs? Right, right. Yeah. Well, you, we, we got, uh, um, uh, not sure how to do that, but you just got to change them. I'm like, well, what do I got to do? They say, meditate. you look into a mirror, mirror, and you jump up and down. and Right, right. Meditate. Yeah, okay, great. I'm like, got it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, that's, and then I look at it and they're like, and then they said, I said, well, how do I know what they, my beliefs are? And they said, well, you look at your external environment and those are your beliefs. And my, my French here, Jen, but I said, that's bullshit. Well, I don't even understand. I said, like, that doesn't even make any sense. Right. I don't understand it. Yeah. Right. They say, you look at your world and those are your beliefs. And I'm like, Mm, that's not true because as a, a doctor, I know someone can come into my office with back pain. They can have, and that back pain could be a sprain strain. It could be a herniated disc, it could be a degenerative disc. It could be a spondylolisthesis, it could be a spondylolytic spondylolisthesis. It could be a ligament tear. It could be annular fissure tear. It could be a ankylosing spondylitis. It could be cancer. It could be a tumor for crying out loud, right? It could right. be all these different things, but the symptom of it was back pain. So, yeah. I realized at that time, I went home that night, I'll never forget it. I went home that night and I pulled out all my books. I took all my studying up and I, I researched the neuroscience of the brain. I said, wait a minute, I got to figure out my anatomy. And you know why, Jen? Not because I was rich and famous or anything like that. It's because I was broke and dead and, and I was in the middle of a divorce. And if I didn't do anything to figure myself out, no one was going to help me do it. 
Right. I was, I had a lemon to eat for four days. I was broke. I'm not preaching from an ivory tower. Wow. I said, I got to figure this out. Cause if I don't, my kids aren't going to see their dad. Right. So I've got to figure this game out. So I did. And I they're coming up with the process to really discover what my beliefs were and analyzing them. And here's the thing. I'd created this belief in my neuropsychology that you could have love or money, but not both. Ooh. And I'd created okay. this story in my head through my divorce. And so I looked at it and said, okay, that doesn't make like, is that true? No, but is it my belief and my truth? Yes. Therefore I realized that the belief and what we see on the outside is just the symptom. It's not the truth. It's not the reality. It's not objective. It's the symptom of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 What did you, what did you um, when you, well, that was your belief. Your belief was I get this or that and not both. Right. Yeah. This or that and not both. Right. And so I built this. Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever come to the conclusion that, you know, I mean, I'm sure you did, but, but when you set out on this and saying, okay, I'm looking at these things and I don't think I can have both. Did you lean towards one and not the other and say, okay, let me, let me get my, house affairs. Let me get my love life right. Let me figure me out so I can have a strong relationship. And then I'll worry about money. Or did you say I have to have money in order to do the love? Cause you said you were at the low of low. It was after your divorce and all that good stuff. So, so mm-hmm. did you, did you actually take one path first as you accumulated the other path? Or did you take both paths at the same time? Because you said, you know what, I'm going after them both. I can have them both initially you wouldn't initially I wasn't bringing in any money. And yeah. so your brain is going to force you to move towards what feels good. It's going to move towards pleasure, not pain. Yeah. Even though the brain is built on survival, it's <laughs> going to move towards pleasure and avoid pain all right. the time. So if right. money in my world was painful and the divorce, and she's going to take more of it, and there's going to be more chaos. Then why would I bring money into my life? I resented it. So you would move towards love and relationship and feeling good and dopamine. And I was like, oh, that's where that's happening. Because here's the thing. It's, I did all this work with my patients, but -hmm. I had to live all this work through myself. That's when I really start to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like when I went through it, then I got it and I understood it. And so that's, and I took myself through this journey to rewire my brain, my life. And then I kind of started doing it simultaneously after that. But I realized most people will choose one or the other, hmm. but can I rewire my brain to have it all, so to speak? Yeah. And that's really what it's all about. That's what this book wired for wealth is really about because wealth is about wholeness. It's about all of it. Can you have all of your life using right. it inside that? That's why the whole premise of it is that you can have the life you want to, but you've got to manage the brain first. You got to wire it correctly for it. Yeah. Well, and you look at, you look at the root word of wealth. It is well, it is money and health. I mean, it, it, it combines both of them. It's interesting. Um, my mom said to me one day, we were talking about, you know, Hey, you know, we're going here with the kids and we're doing this and we're doing that, you know, when they were younger and stuff. And my, my kids are almost 40 now. So they're, they're like doing all this stuff. And she said, Oh my gosh, you have such a great quality of life. And, and I go, Oh, okay. And I, I don't know, for whatever reason I slept on it and I woke up the next day and I said, this is that doing versus being right. I woke up the next morning and I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't want a quality of life. I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. That's not what I'm trying to do here. That's not, I have to be very clear that this sure. is what I'm not trying to do. I'm not trying to live someone else's life. I'm not trying to be 
successful back in the day, right? Success was having a Mont Blanc pen and a Beamer, right? A BMW. Mm -hmm. That was success. And so everybody was trying to accomplish that, right? And and now today, who knows what it is, but, but, you know, it's not my definition of success. So I woke up in the morning and I said, I don't want a quality of life. I want a life of quality. And there was this sort of sure, I like that. warm honey, honey oozing thing that went over my body, right? That said, oh, okay. Now I don't have to be, eh, eh, you know, screaming, scroll, crawl, crawl, or uh, clawing and scratching at stuff. I can back up and just uh, be and say, what do I want? What fulfills me? What What is important to me? And I think that's what you're taking, you know, from that. And, you know, so I was pulling up your website. I, I don't know how I, I had it up and then I forgot. I somehow closed it. But um, one of the things that I love that you say, I think this is so classic, uh, rewire, get results without the BS, right? And then you say no vision boards, no pixie dust, no, just grind harder, only scientific proven principles to help you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is I don't know. I just think it's really cool because I, this is another thing. Affirmation. You could even add no affirmations on here. Right. But I hear this all the time. I have it on my vision board. I have it on my vision board and it's nice to see it, but what action are you taking to get it? And again, are you repelling? So I want to talk about repelling. How does someone know when they're repelling? How do you know that? How can you, are there signs, are there symptoms of repelling other than just like you just said, you know, maybe my back hurts because I'm repelling something. What are some symptoms or signs of of repelling uh, money or repelling relationships, repelling success? It's good. It's a good question. You, you, you mentioned something earlier in gratitude Mm -hmm. and I, and I want to take a step back to that and kind of tie this gratitude. Most people are grateful for the things that they want in their life but they're not grateful to the things that cause them pain in their life. That's not gratitude. That's pseudo gratitude. Yeah. That's grateful for the good and disassociated for the path, right? That's not gratitude. Gratitude is where you get to be grateful for all of it. The goods, the bads, the highs, the lows, and really, really integrating gratitude. When you integrate it into your nervous system, that's where healing happens. Wow. And most people aren't going to that gratitude inside. They say, I'm grateful for the things that are happy, that I'm good. I'm grateful. I wrote this book. Cool. It really, it's really great. But if this book was a, a lousy book and I got a, lo- a bunch of negative reviews, I'd say, well, I, I hate those people. I'm not grateful for that. Right. That's not gratitude. Right. Really gratitude is for all of it. Right. You have two parts of the nervous system that have to work together, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And so to answer your question, the symptoms are going to come from your own body. And then they're going to come from your own psychology right? You're going to start feeling things in your body at first. Your body is a feedback mechanism. Yeah, I like to say that your consciousness, your, your body is the conduit of consciousness. It's giving you the tools to be able to look to see, are you imbalanced? Then your psychology, if you're positive thinking about something, you are, in, you are right down the line for some negative thinking as a wonderful feedback to let you know that you're imbalanced. If you're negative, you're in, imbalanced. The whole game, as we, we look from it, our mind and our body is designed to be balanced and what's called homeostatic. Yes, I've heard. And, we're supposed to, and if we live there, rather than the illusion of positive thinking, 
then what we do is we actually are able to govern and manage our psychology and our physiology and our environment and our world around it. So the feedback mm. is the symptom of the body. Look at it. Are you emotional? Are you angry? Can you feel it? Are you grinding your teeth? Mm -hmm. Are you not sleeping at night? Is your blood pressure up? Is your heart rate elevated? Are you snappier? Are you angry with your husband or wife or your kids more? These are all are you symptoms more? that you're out of balance. Right. Are you eating more? Are you eating less? Are you gaining weight? Are you losing weight? Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, from your perspective, and I don't, I really don't want to go into affirmations and morning and noon, you know, morning and night rituals and stuff like that. But is there a, a time of day that serves us better to take inventory? Inventory, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is there, is there so, a time? Yeah. Give us a little idea of like, how do I take that inventory of, you know, going to a calm place sometime of the day and go, okay, does my head hurt? Do my ears hurt? Does my mouth hurt? Am I gritting my teeth? Are my eyes winking? Is it, you know, like push, I don't say pushing it down because I don't really mean that, but just going through a body scan of, ah, why am I this? Why is this? And then how, what do we do from there? What do we do from there? Okay. I got took scan. Yeah, I think, now what? I think, I think you start in the morning. I think you scan in the morning inside of it. And you look at the challenges of the day. And then you start becoming grateful for the challenges of the day without even expecting it. Most people are grateful for the things that they think they're going to expect in the day. This is a delusion. This will cause more anxiety and stress during the day inside of it. Give it's better to look for the that. challenges that are upcoming. Yeah. Give us, a, give, sure. give us an Let's example. Let's say you have to have a tough meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's say you have to have a challenging meeting or challenging conversation, or you have to, maybe you're in business, you need to fire somebody, right? Maybe that's a tough conversation you have to have. You might as well go into that challenge right off the top and see how it serves you rather than looking at it and saying, I'm grateful for the things that are good in my life and these bad things I don't want to have to deal with. You're mm. going to have to deal with challenges. That's just part of life. Yeah. So it's wise to look at the challenges and then ask yourself, what are five or seven different ways that this serves my, my life and my objectives? Okay, great. And then I promise you, I guarantee you, if you do that exercise, you're going to walk through your day with much more ease and you're going to have a much more balanced governed day rather than the emotional roller coasters of the high and low. And I will say at night, I have these processes that I do called the morning rewire and the evening rewire that maybe we can get the team to send over to your listeners. And if they're interested, they can, they can get a copy of that. That's I'm happy to share that with you guys. Um, but then I would say in the, in the night before you go to bed, you take a, um, you take an inventory of where you're at because whatever you're going to go, those emotions you're going to go to bed with are going to affect how you sleep. We in America statistically speaking, 60% of Americans are not sleeping well and they're not sleeping effectively. Yeah. And a lot of this is because of what's called the hype because of the brain and the way we think and we manage stress through the day. So our job is if we can and go to bed, clearing that stuff and rewiring it. So you ease into the day, into the evening. So maybe you take something that challenged that happened in your day and you say, how did this serve me? How did this yeah. serve me in my life? And you get more to balance inside that. Yeah. Yeah. You go to bed with this. You list it all out and say, here the, here's the challenges I had and here are the benefits of those. And you kind of go to bed with it at night. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I think that's a, a difficult thing because, you know, as I was just thinking, like I, you know, yesterday I had an event and all the technology went to heck in a hand basket, right? And we had we had like a hundred and some people registered, and I only had 17 people on because everyone's mm -hmm. like flying around going, oh, the link's not working, right? And it, and I was expecting the good. I was expecting the good. 
right? Saying, okay, today's a great day. I'm going to have a great day. And it flopped. Like the whole thing flopped. Cause I got, yeah. normally yeah. I don't get off kilter. I've been speaking for a long time. I finally got in my groove, but I was so off kilter in the beginning going, what the heck, you know, what a waste of all these emails, all this time, all this excitement, all this, you know, and I was, yes, yes, all the at yeses, right? And it, and it just flopped. And so now it's hard to find gratitude in that. Do you have a mechanism for that? And the reason why I'm asking this question, a lot of people, I say, what, do you, what fulfills you? You know, what are things that fulfill you in life? And people can't even start saying that, you know, and I say, okay, what don't you like? Let's start with the process of elimination, right? <laughs> do you like boating? No, I hate boats. I hate water. Good. That doesn't fulfill you. Let's keep going. Is that how we find gratitude in these faux pas that happen during the day? Because I'm trying to find gratitude in that. I'm, and I'll use myself as an example because hey, let's just do it right now. Do for my listeners. Let's just do it right now. Okay. Let's just do it right now. Okay. Let's what was it. the benefit to you that it's, what was the benefit to you that the, uh, you had a technological snafu? Uh, you know, I think uh, the only, the first thing I can think of is it, it uh, reminded me that I can think fast on my feet. It reminded me that I can recover. It reminded me that I don't have to be so serious about everything. And I can say, well, Hey, it is what it is. I have you guys here. And so because you're here, you get me, right? You get you get all of me and you can ask more questions and we'll have more time. And um, it connected me more. So did it make you a better presenter? Did it connect to your audience better? Did it um, connect you to your audience better? Yeah, I, yeah, because I'm an empath. So I, there's, you know, I love speaking to crowds of 3000 people, but I love speaking to a crowd of 20 better. <laughs> because I do connect with them from a from yeah, that so perspective. So I was like, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I got to really help a few people out. Um, so that was good. And I appreciated that they were there and I wanted them to get the same me, whether there were 20 people or you know, a hundred people there. I I they're there for for to learn and I'm gonna teach them. So um, I was grateful that I had who I had and I learned, I learned that I could think on my feet. So I would say those are the two or three things that good. And, you know. and how is that going to help your business? How's that going to uh, help your business that you're well, an innovative thinker now? <laughs> now I'm going to go to the bad stuff again, right? Cause this is what we do. Uh, I am so angry nope. with my team right now. <laughs> right? I am going, what? no, 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 no. What's the benefit to you? Yeah. What's the benefit to you that you're now more of an innovative thinker? Um, that if it happens again, I'm going to be okay. I'll probably recover faster. Right. Great. Now, what's the benefit to your business? It, it does it make you? Does it make sure that you double check every I oh, and yeah. T cross your dot uh, cross your T's and dot your I's before the next program? Oh yeah, no question. Yeah, no question. Is that going to make sure that this? Is that going to make sure that people are going to be more accountable and more um, paying attention to yeah. rather than being resting on their laurels of what they've done in the oh, past? Yeah, because yeah, it only has to happen once with Jen. Is that going to make sure they <laughs> correct? Yeah. So does that going to make their their SOPs and their procedures get better and make sure yeah. that they're ready? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I so see. What is it going to be? Yeah. Is there positives that are starting to show up? Yep. Yep. I see. Great. And yeah. if it didn't. And if everything went perfect the way that you wanted it to, 
how would that have actually been a drawback? If you had 120 people there, how would that have actually been a drawback to you? Um, I don't, I don't know if that, I mean, just from the empath perspective of it, um, people wouldn't get to know, well, they still, I mean, everybody sees me in the same light. I don't perform any differently, but, um, I always leave and I, and I want to have the numbers there. Right. Obviously. But I think that, um, but you're not answering my question. I always feel bad because I didn't get the chance to ha- to pay attention to everybody, right? I always feel bad. It's just me. I understand. Because I, 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 I think, oh, you know, I didn't get so a chance what, to answer their question. The internet's chopping. So what's the drawback if you actually had 120 people there? What would have been the drawback to you? Would, um, the, team, would the team be rested on their laurels thinking that they're perfect and have just not double check and don't double and triple check their work yeah, I see for the where future. You're going. Yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that complacency gets right. in there and yeah, I see what you're saying as far as that goes. Yeah. And, and, um, and what, what would be the drawback of that to the business on the backside of the business? Um, probably that we wouldn't work as hard to get more people to, you know, to be there, <laughs> to be there. Maybe we wouldn't work as hard to, uh, you know, say, Hey, everything that we're doing is fine. Let's just set it and forget it. And it gets stale. I think that's part of it too, you know, is I hear that a lot from a lot of, you know, speakers. It would, it would make you less, it would make you less innovative. Yeah. 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 And, and to a certain extent, and less. So sharp. this event is actually helping you Correct. So this, inv- this event made you more sharp, more innovative, make your business define better. So is that going to be help you manage so that you can scale to 250, 300, even bigger events so that you yeah. make sure that everything's in place? Yeah, I get you. I can love you see there's exercise. just as many benefits as you said? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love this exercise. Can and you I see there's just as many drawbacks as the opposite? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's good and bad on both sides. But Can I, you be but grateful for that experience? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, can you be grateful for the experience? Oh yeah. And I'm going to dive into that tonight. That'll be my, my end of day thing. I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the jump start on it. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to ask the question because I know people are, I always, you know, I'm real curious. So if I'm curious, I know that my listeners are going to be curious too. And they're saying, okay, but how, but how, but how? I love that you went through that with me. Thank you so much. And for you that listening, thanks for letting me be vulnerable <laughs> for um, and share that with people because, you know, this is, this is what the rewiring is all about is, you know, really digging a lot deeper and taking the time. I just wanted to slide over the question, you know, like, oh yeah, this, that, and you just kept driving and driving and driving. And I love that. So as we end our time together, we get close to the time that we're ending together. Is there anything that you would like to talk about that I haven't asked you in the short time that we have together? Is there something you want to talk about? Yeah, I think there's a, yeah, there's a couple of things I'd, I'd probably say like right there, like, let's just take that scenario, right? Um, the internet's a little bit choppy. So it's kind of like, I was, we're kind of talking over each other a little bit, but it was very easy to want to stick to your emotion. Mm-hmm. I want to stay angry because that makes me feel good because it supports my, my emotional state. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's the stuff that keeps you stuck. 
that's the emotional state. That's the law of repulsion. That's the emotional state that people don't realize when I say you resent, whatever you resent, you resist. And I wrote this book for that purpose. And whatever you have guilt towards, you're going to give away towards. Mm -hmm. So those emotions that you don't realize that you had 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago in your business, in your life, every part of your life is affecting your income and ability to create income inside that. If you hold on to this, then it's going to impact the way you create revenue in the future. So truthfully, I didn't even go as deep as and held you as accountable as I would just because of the inside that. But most people will tell a story rather than the truth. And Mm -hmm. the story is really irrelevant. Most people's story is irrelevant inside of it. So when you look at it, it's, it's getting objective, it's getting clear and then really, Realizing that, look, you can build and create what you want to. There's no question. I believe you can. I know you can because I'm doing what I want to. And I've seen other people build what they wanted to using the system and tools. But it's going to come if where brain is created and structured, built on the premise of what really is not delusional fantasies. So I would say that, that I think it's important to create reality. And for those of you who are interested in learning more, if I can share, you can get a copy of Wired for Wealth. If you go to wiredforwealthbook.com. And they've got a seven day video course and stuff. You can actually do some of the rewiring process and you can take your own world and, and change it for yourself and start changing all that for you to help yourself grow. And I hope that provides value to everyone who's listening. Yeah, absolutely. And I also have another gift that you uh, gave to us, your financial rewire. You know, you have um, meetings every week, right? You have some, um, not meetings, but um, group sessions, whatever they, Mm -hmm. it's on demand training as well. But I love that you have that and you've gifted that to everybody as well. Um, I really, you know, really, really appreciate that. What are you, uh, you said, you know, I'm using four hours a day, uh, you know, to do, you know, personal growth, which I, I'm an avid reader. So I read, 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 read all the time. Sure. What are you, what are you reading right now that is not related to that? What are you reading that, that you are gaining something different and new that is aside from the scientific approach that you've been taking about rewire? Or are you? Maybe you're staying in your lane. Everything I read comes back to that. Yeah. Everything I read comes back to that. Right now, like I read a lot of books. Like right now, I just um, I just started Sapiens. That's a new book that I'm working through. Um, it's good. I've in the last three weeks I've read. I don't know. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, finally read Atomic Habits. I finally read um, <laughs> Sleep. Why we sleep. Sleep better. Um, yeah. That's been like the last two weeks actually. So I, I read quite a bit in that. And, uh, but then I spend at least, at least, at least 45 minutes to an hour a day rewiring myself, making sure that I'm, I'm staying governed. And then I love working out and training and getting my body and mind right to be in the right space. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Do you play any sports or is it just pumping iron? Uh, no, I <laughs> my new love is pickleball. Oh, everybody's doing that. That's like the new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I play. I love, love, love pickleball. I played tennis all my life. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time going into a smaller little cage of, you know, it's all, I don't know. I don't know why it scares me because it's like ping pong. I'm so afraid of ping pong, right? It's like ping pong on the ground. (laughs) So I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's so fast, but oh, I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that you're doing that. That's wonderful. Okay. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave with our listeners? I would just say that, you know, 
get clear on who you are and, and make sure you master the game of the inner game so you can master the outer game. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with us. It has, um, it's been a pleasure having you. It's such a long time coming. I'm so glad that we were able to do it. And hopefully I'll run across you at some stage or some conference someplace, because I swear we've met. I don't know how I feel like we've met, but I don't know where it was. Who knows? But hopefully I'll run across uh, you again. The universe yeah. has created it. It is. It definitely is. forward to it. Yeah. Thank you again for giving us all this, this wisdom. And I just want to let everyone know who's watching or watching and or listening. We will have all the links to the books that he just mentioned. I've been feverishly over here uh, typing everything <laughs> um, to make sure that we get the links in there for everything. And um, again, I want to say thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, just, I, I love your topic. Absolutely love your topic. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone, thank you so much again for listening. Again, please scroll down to the bottom of your apparatus that you're listening to or you're listening on and give us a great five-star review. And please put some comments in there so that we know what you're hearing, what you captured from this, what actions you're going to be taking as well. I know that we would love to hear about all of our guests. So again, thank you so much and go out and make it a great day. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.